Welcome to the Tax Sell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimmon. I'm a tax sell veteran. I am the leading tax sell expert. I'm the author of the Tax Sell Playbook, a founder of the Tax Sell Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Sell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. This is a completely free podcast brought to you through and because of the Tax Sell Academy, located at TaxSellAcademy.com. On today's episode, we are discussing deeds. This is not an overly tactical or strategic episode, but it's one of those things that is so extremely misunderstood and causes a lot of confusion and causes a lot of mistakes for many people. It's also, well, the piece of the puzzle that provides us with ownership or allows us to transfer that ownership. So it's a crucial episode when it comes to understanding how everything ties together. So first off, what is a deed? A deed is the actual document or instrument that conveys real estate from one party to the next. When you buy a piece of real estate, this is the document that provides verification of your ownership. It's also a document that is usually publicly recorded. That means a seller will sign the deed, transferring the property to you, and then that document is recorded in county records. In other words, your local county office, such as the Register of Deeds, Clerk of the Court, the Recorder's Office, whoever it is, will take that document. They will forever copy it into the public records of that county. And that's an important aspect because that's public evidence that a property has changed hands. It's also what title companies, attorneys, banks, and many others will use to verify that you actually own the property that you say you own. It's a very important instrument. But the word deed by itself doesn't provide us with all the details about the context of that deed. We know that a deed transfers real estate from one person to the next. But what is in that deed is crucial to understanding exactly how that real estate is transferred from one party to the next. For example, did you know that you can record a deed in many states that doesn't even really transfer the property at the time it's recorded? There are deeds that only transfer the property upon the owner's death, for example. Now, that's obviously outside the scope of tax law investing, but it does demonstrate that the contents, the language, the verbiage inside of that deed is what really is important, not simply the title or the fact that it's a deed. Much of the language inside a deed will revolve around the history of that property. Certain types of deeds are utilized as a result of that property's chain of title. Now, the chain of title includes deeds and transfers from one person to the next, from a seller to a buyer. But it also includes all events related to that property, such as mortgages, liens, mortgage or lien releases or satisfactions, building notice of commencements, and plenty of other situations. These all attach to the chain of title. The importance of understanding this will make sense as we dive into the different types of deeds. So up to this point, we understand that a deed is the document that transfers real estate. We also understand it's recorded and provides evidence of ownership. We've also touched on the fact that the verbiage inside that deed is powerful and that the chain of title often dictates what types of deeds are utilized. 
So now let's go over a few different types of deeds that are common to tax sale investors. Now the most common deed that is used in a typical open market transaction, like you'll go through a realtor for example, that's usually going to be a warranty deed of some sort. That deed serves to transfer a property from the seller to the buyer, but it also provides a warranty from the seller to the buyer, hence the name warranty deed. Now, as with every deed, the language inside of that specific deed is the controlling factor, but most warranty deeds will provide a warranty that the seller is providing a clear and marketable title to that property, and they will forever defend that title against any claims, whether now or in the future. Now, here's what that means in layman's terms. The seller says that the title is clean. No liens, no mortgages, no issues whatsoever for the history of that property. And then they're essentially signing a contract when they sign that deed that they'll provide a warranty to back up those claims. If something pops up, the buyer will simply contact the seller and the seller solves the issue for them. If they don't, the buyer sues the seller and forces that seller to solve the issue. That's what the language in most warranty deeds allows for. Now, obviously, we know that most people signing legal documents don't even read those legal documents. By signing that warranty deed, even if you think everything is okay in the chain of title, there could still be an outstanding lien from 10, 15, 20 years ago that you did not know exists, but you're now responsible for. Nonetheless, most sellers don't have the cash laying around to solve issues with the chain of title because title issues can be expensive, especially when that lien holder from 15, 20 years ago wants his 20 or 30,000 bucks and he shows up out of the blue demanding it. Sellers also die, they disappear, and they go destitute. So the buyer's protection from that deed is only partially provided for. If you have a rich seller that's easy to find and easy to sue, then that warranty is gonna be worth something, right? But most of the times it's not. That's why we have title insurance, that the seller will buy from a title company to back up the claims inside that warranty deed as most warranty deeds are gonna be prepared by a title company or attorney and they're gonna be combined with title insurance in a open market transaction. Now all this is bits and pieces of warranty deeds and title insurance. There's a lot of other details that go into it, but for now understand that a warranty deed is a warranty from the seller to the buyer that everything in the title is good, okay? There are a few different other types of warranty deeds in some areas. We have a corporate warranty deed, which is used by a corporation when selling a property. We also have a special warranty deed, which makes the claim that the seller will warranty the title was clear during their period of ownership only. And there are a couple of others, but generally they provide some sort of warranty from the seller to the buyer. So just understand that. Now, that type of deed is in contrast with something called a quit claim deed. First off, notice that the word is quit, Q-U-I-T. It is not a quick, as in fast type deed. It's quit claim deed. Now, a quit claim deed is a legal document that transfers ownership from the seller to the buyer without warranty. Essentially, the seller is stating that they are transferring whatever ownership they hold in the property to the buyer. Their liens, 
typos or other issues in that chain of title, well, it's not the seller's issue anymore. That becomes the buyer's responsibility to take care of. Now, it's very important to note here that you simply can't go out and start writing quit claim deeds to sell your neighbor's house because you're only selling your ownership interest, which is none. That's actually called fraud and will land you in prison for many, many years. But a quit claim deed is used in a variety of situations, perhaps to transfer a property from your personal name to a company name. They're also commonly used in family transactions from a father or mother to their child or in divorce type situations. And yes, even in open market situations where the buyer is willing to accept the risk of a quit claim deed, often in exchange for a discounted price. Now, some people look at a quit claim deed as a basic, elementary, or unimportant tool. I've even had comments before about it being just a quit claim deed, so it's not important. Listen, any deed, including a quit claim deed, is a legal document that will forever be recorded in public records against that parcel of real estate. And every single document recorded against a parcel of real estate is very important. So never discount anything just because of its title. Now, what type of deed do we receive when we buy a piece of real estate at a tax sale? Some areas actually utilize quick claim deeds, but more often than not, we receive a deed that's very similar to a quick claim deed with a somewhat different title. You could call it a tax deed, a treasurer's deed, a sheriff's deed, a county deed, and there's a few other names that are common for tax sale properties. Now, all these deeds generally serve a very similar purpose to that of a quit claim deed. The county is transferring to the buyer whatever interest they have in the property that they receive through that tax foreclosure. Nothing more, nothing less. Whatever they foreclosed on and got as a result of the tax foreclosure is what you receive. Now, the importance of this as a tax investor is to first understand that you are getting and then understand what you are giving when it comes to deeds, right? You're receiving essentially a quick claim deed or a variety of one that has zero guarantees. That means any issues are on you. That's why it's so crucial to know the tax sale laws and how they apply in the area that you're investing, which will subsequently tell you exactly what you're receiving when you get that deed from the county. And then if there are any issues, you have to handle them prior to selling that property. Nearly all tax sale properties come with something called a clouded title, which, as the name implies, means something is just a little bit off with that chain of title. The result is you cannot get title insurance for those properties without additional action. Now, clearing title is a topic that this podcast episode is not about, but it's important to know that prior to signing a warranty deed where you provide a warranty for that chain of title, you probably shouldn't do that because unless you have cleared that title, it is still clouded. So that's a bad idea. So you will receive a deed without any warranty from the county, and then it's up to you what you do with it. You could clear the title and then use a warranty deed along with title insurance, or you could simply sell it with a quit claim deed. But at the end of the day, those little documents, those little pieces of paper that you receive or sign with the word deed written at the top are very important. 
and you must understand them. I really suggest that you take the time to go online, pull some deeds, read that language in there, and fully understand all you can about deed because that is the controlling document for us when we invest in a piece of real estate. Understand what you are receiving from the county and understand the method you are transferring that property to somebody else and whether you're providing a warranty of some sort or not. Take some time to dig into this topic a little bit more and really understand what you're doing as a tax sale investor when you receive or sign one of those deeds. Hopefully this episode has helped shed some light on understanding what a deed is and how it applies to you and your tax sale business. If this episode has helped at all, please do us a huge favor and leave some positive feedback on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on right now. And for more information on understanding deeds, the tax sale business, and how to strategize for success in this business, just head on over to taxsellacademy.com where we'll teach you about all this and much more inside the academy. And when it comes to deeds, we actually provide a number of different deed templates for you as a member. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time right here on the Tax Sale Podcast. Take care. Bye-bye.